0: what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the down to business podcast here with Tamar turner so sitting down with man i, I consider this man this, this is family this is my guy man it's somebody who throw it up man so it's actually so we were able to meet at ecu big shout out to joe you know for just for just everything that he's done you know just since I met him at ECU, we were actually a part of another organization uh, together, you know, where we really just took the, the party promotion event space world by storm. So but love that fact that I'm sitting down with Joe today because, you know, he was actually when I started my podcast and I'm, I'm pretty sure he remembers this, too. He actually reached out to me before he actually started his business, before he actually started what he's on here to talk about today, because he hit me up and was just like, yo, I like the nature of the podcast. I like what you're talking about. I like what you're doing. I was a few episodes in at this point. He was like, yo, what if we just, what if I just got on an episode, you know, and I chopped it up about what it takes to, you know, start a business, be in business, get that thing established. What are some of the pros and cons? What are some things that you could kind of go? And immediately, I I like that just because for one, when I first started, and obviously now that I've continued, my biggest thing was just hitting business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, just being in that space, just, you know, talking to people. But I never actually kind of took a step back and was like, well, how about I talk to somebody you know, who may not necessarily be in that field, but is either A, thinking about, you know, approaching that or getting into that space or B, just somebody who can speak from that. So now that, you know, he's been able to start his business, he's had his business up and running at this point, he can kind of honestly speak from both sides. So I'm actually kind of glad that not only he can give that perspective, but he can also obviously give the business owner side. So Joe, how you doing today, bro? How you feeling? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Everything is straight, man. How about you? I'm good, bro. I can never complain. I appreciate you, you know coming on, taking the time to sit down with me. So for the people out there tapping in, for you know, those people tapping in from your side, the people tapping in from my side, I and mean, then we'll probably have some new folks along the way. Can you one just tell us a little bit about yourself and then two, just tell us what brings you on the Down the Business Podcast today?
1: All right. So uh first of all, I'm Joseph Strange. Most people know me as Joe. You know what I'm saying? Some people, you know what I'm saying, call me by nickname, strange, whatever. I went to ECU, East Carolina University, where I met Tamar. Yeah we we connected through a lot of school organizations and we you know what i'm saying we had outside organizations as well but uh what brings me here today is like basically like to talk about business man because it was like for me starting my own business it was something different and it was steps that i had to take that i didn't know that i had to take you know what i'm saying so i just want to give people that knowledge of what they actually the steps that they need to take to make their own business and to make it successful, you know what I'm saying? Like, to where they can take those chill days off. Every day's not a go hard, you know what I'm saying? Go hard or go home day. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You can have those chill days where, you know, you can do what you need to do because life happens. You know what I'm saying? So.
0: Life happens for sure. I think that's the best way to put it sometimes. So love the fact that you started it off like that. Love that, you know, you said that it's one thing to, you know, start a business, know kind of what you have in your head, know maybe the blueprint, know maybe some of the behind the scenes or just some of the steps that you have to take. But it's another thing when you realize once you either are getting in business or once you go through certain experiences that there may have been steps that you missed or steps that you needed to take or things that you didn't even know that you learned along the way. So what would you even say early on with just getting started with your business and everything that
1: you do? What are some things that you know you weren't really prepared for or some things that you kind of had to learn along the way and adjust to? My main thing was the minor expenses. Of course, everybody knows the big expenses like buying the product and, and buying, you know, buying the promotion and buying the things that you need to then, you know, sell said product. But nobody really knows the like the creation of the product, you know, what the supplies, you know, the things you need, the ingredients you need, the you know, uh, not a lot of people know that and that was one thing that really tripped me up because when it came down to it, it was yeah, I want to make this or yes, I want to do this or yeah, I want to sell these items, but then I don't know how to get to them. I don't know how to get, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I may have the money, I may have the funding, but the resources of having those items either brought to me whether I need it in bulk or whether I need this specific one. I can't get it. You know what I'm saying. So that that really discourages a lot of early entrepreneurs and business owners. And I mean, you could resolve that easily by just going out there and doing your research on uh, things like Google, uh, YouTube. You know, helping helping yourself out and taking those little uh, those little you know self classes, self taught classes, and things things of that nature. But um, it also helps to you know. It doesn't hurt to like, you know what I'm saying, reach out to nine to fives, uh, reach out to businesses and stuff like that. If you get a job, get one specifically to your business. You know what I'm saying? What you want to do, because then you can learn the process overall of what you have to do versus just knowing the basis of, you know what I'm saying? I got to sell say a product and say a product can make me so much money. You know what I'm saying? So then you know, oh, okay, this is, I need, To put away this percentage for this ingredient, put away that percentage for that ingredient and then put, you know what I'm saying? So that way you have all of your products to make the one big base that you do, that you know about, you know what I'm saying? I feel that for sure. And I definitely do understand how, like you said,
0: you can know kind of the big, the the bulk expenses, what you need in that beginning. But you know, it's, it's another thing too. And it can be an eye open and it can even deter you. Like you said, it could even kind of make you want to quit or take a step back when you start seeing just little thing after little thing after little thing. And sometimes those are the worst hits, especially because of how frequently they can happen. Like it's one thing to know, I got to put out, art right, this amount here, I got to do this every month, I got to do that every month. But when there's certain things that you know you can't account for, just the rainy days or just like you said, those those days that are really just up and at you kind of always on the go and you can't prepare for certain things that can be you know an experience where you're just like damn like is this, is this really it i can't deal with this every month so that's why it's always good to you know like you said Use outside resources. You know, not external. Don't always think that. You know, one, it, it, it's always a set way to do things, man. I've I've been able to talk to so many different people, and ultimately, everybody has been able to achieve success. Everybody definitely has great businesses, great services, great products that they offer and that they do. But at the end of the day, they all recognize that it wasn't one thing that really got them successful. I've, like I said, I've been able to hear different opinions, different stories about how you know some people struggled in the beginning and that they're progressing. Some people progressed in the beginning and they struggled a little bit and that they're progressing. Again, it's really just a. Different different story each time and a different path to it, but it's really about what works for you. So just in thinking about you getting into business, you starting everything, you even listed some of the things, like you said, your Googles, your YouTubes, and just even some nine to fives and things like that. What did you find to really be most helpful for you as a resource for getting things up and running, for really making the business what you want it to be
1: today? Definitely, and this is no bull, getting a nine to five, but my nine to five pertains to my job. So I work at Foot Locker and, uh, you know what I'm saying? So I, and I have a sneaker company where we buy, sell, trade, and we clean, customize, and we restore sneakers. So knowing the and I work I work doing the overnight stocking. So I know everything that goes on as far as deliveries in the back, checking things in, how things go. That helps me as far as being able to you know what I'm saying be able to stay on top of my game as far as, oh yeah, we know when the shoes are coming out. We know when shoes are gonna be able to be available and things of that nature. But it also helps me to realize like, oh, well, this isn't just a sneaker store. They have clothes in here, too. They have sneaker cleaner in here, too. You know what I'm saying? They sell other items other than shoes. The shoes are just a premier item. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, well, then as a sneaker, you know what I'm saying? As a person who's buy, selling and trade sneakers, I should develop my business more. I should add apparel. I should add a product. I should add, you know what I'm saying? So that it's helping me to now bring my business forward into something that I want to eventually like I said, I wanna I wanna make a I wanna make a shoe store, but like I don't want it to be just your average shoe store where you walk in and just buy shoes, you know, buy a T shirt. You know, I want I want you to be able to come and get a strange tracksuit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So so that's um yeah, like, you know, it just it widened my vision a lot more than just, you know, hey, I got shoes, I can sell shoes,
0: you know. So Right. I feel like almost anybody can do that. Anybody can, you know, even with business aside, you could just go cop a bunch of Jays or go cop a bunch of Nikes or go cop a bunch of something. And then, you know, just distribute them out to people. But when you know, you take that step further, when you really, like you said, come in and get a strange tracks to come in and um, be able to get your sneakers restored or just different things like that. I think that's kind of cool. It's very interesting hearing the, how you set the nine to five up in the business. That's really, they really go hand in hand with one another. That was very strategic. So what really came first, ultimately, were you working at Foot Locker first? And then you kind of decided, hey, I could really, you know, finesse this a little bit. Were you Did you always have in your mind that this is something
1: that you kind of wanted to do in the, in the essence of a boutique? How did that go for you? Nah. Actually, Strange Souls started out as a customizing business back in 2017. So I was customizing shoes and I was restoring shoes back in 2017 and I was calling it Strange Souls. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it started at. And I've just been doing that, you know what I'm saying? Here, there, cleaning shoes and things of that nature. I mean, and it really developed into it didn't really develop into me selling sneakers until this year. That happened before I got the job at Footlocker. Me getting the job at Footlocker was me realizing, like, hey, this can be more than just me selling sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder what goes on behind the scenes at Footlocker. So I applied for the job. I got the you know what I'm saying got the interview, got the job, and you know what I'm saying? Now now I know exactly what goes on, you know what I'm saying, behind the scenes at Foot Locker, and it's like, hey, this is how Foot Locker makes millions of dollars a year. You know what I'm saying? Like this is how Foot Locker is a successful business, and you have all these boutiques that's that are in the mall beside Foot Locker. You see they got all the exclusive shoes, all the hot shoes, but Foot Locker's making ten times more money. Why? You know what I'm saying? And and that that was that was my that was my first. My first thought, like, yeah, I want to be a hot boutique where everybody come but I want to be that consistent boutique. Also, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be hot for a little bit. I want to be hot forever. You know what I'm saying? So I want, I want people to keep coming. I want to make a chain. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want to I be the next JDS. I want to be the next Snipes. You know what I'm saying? I, I want that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how, how are they able to make millions and, and get chains off of their brand by being a sneaker store? And you know what I'm saying? But you see these boutiques out here that are, they, I mean, they good, they hot, but you know. You just don't see really the longevity in those boutiques. You know what I'm saying? That is gonna be in that mall forever. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna come back five years later. That boutique's probably gonna be gone. You know what I'm saying? Whether they moved into their own brick and mortar or did they move, they're gonna be gone. Footlocker has a brick and mortar in there in the mall. You know what I'm saying? And they down the street as well. You know, like they got three three of them hundred mile vicinity. Like you know what I'm saying? So how can I become like that? You know what I'm saying? And just seeing the process of how they put things on sale, the strategic plan of how they place things in stores. You know what I'm saying? Like when you walk in, the first thing you see isn't the shoes, it's the clothes. They put the clothes in your face first because you're going to automatically come, you come in the Foot Locker to buy shoes. But if you can buy a shirt to go with those shoes, then I've just made more money. If you want to buy pants to go with that shirt to go with those shoes, I've just made more money. If you want to buy a hat to go with that suit and with them shoes, I just made more money. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about the strategic planning and having those, those things in place. You know what I'm saying? And I learned that from my nine to five. So
0: It's crazy, man. I'm over here smiling as you kind of going through everything because I used to work at Foot Locker when I was at ECU. So it's just like everything you're saying to me, it's just like, man, it was stuff that as a consumer before I started working there had no idea. You know, was just obviously would just go. Like you said, you coming for shoes, buy a shirt here and there, maybe some socks cleaner, whatever the case you need whatever, whatever. But working there and just the mantra and how you get trained and just the terminology. And like you said, the placement and it's all, you realize that it's really all by design. Like you, it's it's like that on purpose. Like stuff is literally moved around and sectioned off and, and showed and displayed on purpose. Why when the J's come out, is the shirt always hanging up at the front or they got the counters with the new, why do they, you know, because, oh, if you're buying this and then you see that, oh, and you're looking down, you're like, Oh, this matches. Oh, yeah, grab that. I might as well just grab that too. Or why do they teach us, you know, to always have the stuff close enough to be able to show people because it's just like, they're going to try the shoes on. They go. So it was just, it was so crazy, you know, just learning all of that, but really getting both sides of it is one thing. You And that's why I encourage people, like, not encourage you to just work all jobs, but, it, it took me, you know, working in fast food to really know what happens at fast food. It took, like, granted, I'm, I know, I'm not naive to it, but at the end of the day, it's a difference between what you think goes on and what the videos kind of resurface sometimes than when you're really in it, when you're really doing this stuff yourself. And likewise with retail, with, with Foot Locker, just with call center jobs, just with sales, just anything. It, it kind of takes getting that different perspective for you to really know, oh, behind the scenes, okay. It's really a strategy to this. And then it even, it changes the way you consume things a little bit. Like now when I walk in a Foot Locker, I know kind of how to talk to the people. I know what to say or what not to say or just different things like that. Or I, even sometimes I tell them like, yo, I used to work here. Like, all right, like you, you're not really about to get me, you know, like I, I'm wanting. And so once we kind of get that mutual understanding, it's been cool. But I think the way you set it up, bro, that's smart. That's, that's very, actually very interesting. And then a point that you even made too about the, The boutiques and just how I think about, you know, the diversification of boutiques in comparison to like the snores you you said, like, because it was crazy for me when I went back home to Philly, probably two, a a year and a half, two years ago. And it was just like I was seeing snipes pop up everywhere. And I was asking my friends like, yo, what is this? I had never seen this. What is going on? And they were saying, yo, this is like, you know, the new like the footlockers finish lines. But it was just crazy how, you know, they really just not only got up and, and established themselves, but how they were just, you know. That they they were re- they really had that rapport in the sneaker game, and they, like you said, it wasn't these boutiques that are here one day and you visit them all a year or two later, and they're not even there anymore. But I think it also goes to shoot not show not only the strategic nature behind it, but also just the diversification. When you think about boutiques and stuff like that, the boutiques always want the hottest, at the hottest, at the hottest, the freshest, at the, the freshest, the freshest. You can't always you know you can't always get that in abundance. But if you get a little bit of everything, if you get something that may be ugly or corny to somebody else. Somebody gonna buy it. There's a consumer somewhere else that wants it. You know, you gotta hit multiple crowds. So that's even a message for boutique owners. You know, obviously, yes, you want what you want. You want that high fashion, that high nature, different things like that. But you gotta be diverse with it. There are still plenty of things out there. One man's trash, another man's treasure. So something that's corny to me, Joe Caracqua, and vice versa, Joe Caracqua, something. And I look at it, I'd be like, you know, you gotta appeal to all different types of crowds. So you know, in thinking about what you do, in really thinking about. Moving forward, the message that you want to have, the establishment that you really want to get and build that up and build that brand up. What do you feel like are some steps that you need to take? Yes, you have the boutique now. Yes, you are making things happen from sneakers to just clothing, to just establishing the clientele, to even getting, you know, the behind the scenes by working at Foot Locker. But what do you feel like it's really going to take from you, from your team to
1: really establish strange souls? It's going to take us coming up with new things, coming up with more products, coming out with merch, you know, coming out with clothes and and things of that nature. Stuff that people can buy, you know what I'm saying, that they can keep, you know. We do have a product coming out soon. Uh, (laughs) We're going to talk about that later. But but yeah, we do got a product coming out soon and we do have merch coming in 2022. So that's another thing is that we just want to establish ourselves as, you know, having that streetwear, that product brand, you know we want to have that because we want it to be something where people come here for multiple things. They don't just come here for one thing. They don't come here for just shoes. They come for clothes too. They come for whatever else we got. You know what I'm saying? So I really want it to be, big you know and, that, and that's that's what i want to do i want to get it like that before i actually move into the brick and mortar you know what i'm saying before i get into the standalone store i want it to be where more people know because when more people when you have a reputable name people are more intrigued to come to your store you know what i'm saying like they're more intrigued to come into the store if they know that when they're coming into the store who they're dealing with already you know so and yeah yeah i would much rather i would much rather have have that reputation before before going into a store because it just take too long in the store, having the store and the store is rent. And then you trying to bring out product and you trying to, it, it'll just take too long and it be too much on one thing, like on one person. That's why it's better to have that reputable, you know what I'm saying? That name where everybody knows so when they come in, they come in and it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You already got your business set up. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm really running it shipments and, and meeting ups and, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Sometimes I do post up at certain stores, but, you know, it's never really... You know what I'm saying? It's never really like, oh, this is my store type deal. You know what I'm saying? This is just me being at the store. I'm selling shoes right now for a couple hours. Hit me up, come through the store. You know what I'm saying? And and usually that's just helping the store out. You know what I'm saying? Getting the store some traffic and stuff like that. So, you know, getting those reps in because, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I want to get my own store. So I want to know what to go. I want to know what to do, how to feel, you know. But
0: that's a great point to have. You know, you don't want to
1: you don't want to have what
0: what some people may consider, what some people may see as like a first big break or like where you really, you know, you see some bread coming in, you see some flow coming in, you see some clientele coming in and you just hop, skip and jump to the move of, oh, let me get the store. Let me get right. No, you want to be able to, you know, keep doing that repeatedly. You want to start walking around the city and seeing, you know. Oh, they yo, you know, you checked out strange souls, or yo, you know, da-da-da-da, you have been there, you've been this, you've been that, but you want to be able to do that repeatedly because it's one thing to do it one time, you know, you could it could be a one-hit wonder. It could just be, you know, you had a hot product, you wanted to release releases, a lot of people weren't able to get, or you just got, you know, enough of it, or you just came out with something that was hot at the time. But then you get the store, you get a little dry spell, or it's, it's not as what you would thought. And like you said, when it starts to come with the rent, when it starts to come with just other things, still having to push out the product, still having to do Um, Even think about, you know, the the rainy day fund that we talked about at the beginning of the episode, how minor things can just happen. And sometimes those minor expenses can really build up and become a major expense. But if you know, if your store, if, if, if your name, if your brand, if your quality, if your clientele, if your customer service, if all that feedback is already established. And it's already established for the long haul, in a sense, like people really know you, people really rock with you, it's really getting out there. Then, yes, when you bring the store, that'll only be an added bonus to you. So I think that's something for business owners and entrepreneurs and just people in general to just consider, you know, don't always be in such a rush to get that storefront to be established. Because at the same time, while that's a good feeling, at the same time, while people can, you know, put maybe a spot to the name, put something to it it's still a lot that comes with that. That's still just a totally different ball game. One of my, you know, profiles, he actually fraternity members for the people who are not in Greek, but he actually just opened up a, a private gym. But obviously, you know, that took years of just him training. That took years of him working for other people. That took years of him even branding himself, being his own boss. It wasn't just that first, you know, first time he got some good clientele, he got some good money. He said, you know, let's up it. Let's just do it because it's a lot that comes with the gym. And even just being at his event, being, seeing everything that he had to put on and just talking to some of his coordinators and teammates and people like that, and, and just seeing how everything had to come together, it's a lot, and that's that's them just giving that to us. That's not even them talking to us about behind the scenes and different things like that. So, in thinking about behind the scenes and thinking about just things that goes on that we don't know about. So, something that we were talking about yesterday, just me and you personally, was you know just the nature of this cool gray eleven release. How it was, bro. From the time I woke up, like it was just it was all over the time. Like I seen people selling, I seen people looking, I seen people sold, I seen people you know going crazy, losing the draft, winning the wrap, whatever the case may be. So what would you say is one of the hardest things about what you do, whether it be daily operational things, whether it be about promotion, whether it just be about securing merchandise, re-putting it back out, having to deal with people? What is just something that you feel like people don't know about when it comes to boutiques that you really, you know, have to deal with it, whether it be daily or just, you know, from time to time? It's
1: kind of like, all right, so you got the customer and you have the product, right? So it's usually always putting the Product with the customer, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not, it's not, yeah. Jordans are gonna sell, right? But you have to know which Jordans are gonna sell with which people. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everybody's gonna like the Bordeaux Six. Not everybody's gonna like the I'm, I'm in Year Ones. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, they hot, but if I buy five pairs, am I going to be able to sell these five pairs? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's, it's kind of hard on how you're going to figure out which customer crowd is going to purchase which items you know what i'm saying now with the cool grays everybody bought them so you didn't have to worry about that you know you just bought cool grays and they sold they, pretty much that was it you know like you didn't you know you ain't, yesterday nobody had to worry about selling anything because it sold but there are more you know what i'm saying more shoes that are coming out more releases that are coming out and it's like i don't know if these are gonna be able to sell don't know how those are gonna do but you know, I mean, you just got to take that chance, you know, and I mean, of course, you can push it, push it, push it, push it, push it. You might have to come down on your price a little bit, but I mean, you can get it sold. But that, I mean, that's that's basically the hardest part of dealing with, you know, what I'm saying the whole buy, sell and trade and and, and the boutique type feel. OK, see, I ain't even think
0: about it like that. But OK, just being you got to be strategic in a sense and think about what you you can't just hop on everything because what may be hot to one person when you. Well, you you go all in and you grab, like you said, five to 10 pairs. What if you sell two? Look how much you just put on that. And what if you sell two after having to come down on the price, after having to negotiate a little bit, after having to work with people? So yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So now with, all right. So thinking about, you know, we were also talking about yesterday, you were just ripping and running. You said, bro, I'm trying to, you know, sit down. I'm trying to catch a little moment, but it's just hot right now. It's making it happen. So when it comes to just different releases, when it comes to just different things coming out. Walk me through a little bit because I, I kind of like this question just because so many people recently have been complaining about bots and just always losing and just the raffles and the drafts and everything. Right. So <laughs> for you, what is that process like of securing like pairs of sneakers or just merchandise or things like that? Are you reaching out to these places beforehand? Are you calling around the day of? I know that you work kind of at Foot Locker too, so you have maybe even a different okay, I'd say are you pulling up like what's what's really going on how do you really get you know these releases and things like that to be able to then put on to other people so
1: like you said i work at footlocker so you know what i'm saying initially i'm already there you know i've, I've already whether it be at my store or at another store somewhere else i'll probably already have a pair reserved now as far as getting pairs on release day the safest place to go is the mall because for one it's a public place and two you know everybody who's coming out of the mall has purchased a pair from the mall so you don't want them to be coming from somewhere else where you don't know where they done came from you know like and nine times out of ten if they uh if they coming from a boutique they're gonna charge you extra high because they like yo, i just bought them for extra high in here so you gotta buy them for extra high for me so that's you know what I'm saying um but as far as trying to find pairs on release day, bro, like honestly, I don't, I don't have no bots. I've never had a bot. I was about to buy a bot one time, but it was super expensive. And then I was like, bro, it will. It's not even guaranteeing me the sneaker. You know what I'm saying? Like a bot, a bot doesn't guarantee you the sneaker. It's just the more you spend, the better chances you have. You know what I'm saying? And and sometimes a lot of people hit for a lot of sneakers, but nine times out of ten, they're not hitting them for like that. They're not hitting them like that. They they know somebody who works at the store, and you know what I'm saying, like. They'll hit the reserve and then, you know what I'm saying, they'll walk in early. If you hit a reserve, you got to go early. You know what I'm saying? If you if you, if you you do those things, you got to go early. Like, if you know what I'm saying? If you got pairs, you have to go early. If you want to get shoes, you got to go early. Uh, some places do do first come, first serve. So you don't know that they got the shoes in there because it's not promoted on their website. It's not promoted in the store. None of that. They ain't got no signs up. None of that. You just got to walk in on release day and be like, hey, do y'all have pairs? And they might say... Yes or no, and if they say yes, then boom, you're in luck. Nine times out of ten, you're going to be in luck because on release day they have pairs. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, you just have to be early with it. A lot of people try to go out there around twelve o'clock. By that time, shoes is already released. Shoes released at ten o'clock. You got to be up by nine 30 I left it. I left the house at 9 30 yesterday. I didn't get back till like boy, but yeah, I got I got back last night. Like it was it was crazy because you out all day. Literally buying shoes and you know what I'm saying, going to different stores, different malls and stuff like that. So it's 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 not stressful because it is kind of fun. I like the adrenaline, of, uh, the adrenaline of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, I got to get these pairs, so I'm gonna get these pairs. You know what I'm saying? I, I like that. You know what I'm saying? That that uh, it, it heightens me. You know what I'm saying? Gets me going. So I mean, it's just all about like getting pairs. Is is, is really all about the timing, bro. Like you have to when the reserves go up for foot locker and stuff they usually go up the week of do it the week of do it early do it early on in the week and then edit your edit your um reservations you know what i'm saying like make sure that they know that you're there you know what i'm saying be active on the apps go through the apps and look through the stuff go through go on the sneakers app and and look through the little stories and stuff like that click through them stuff like that like it's not hard it's it's really not hard to get shoes but you just got to try a little bit you know what i'm saying like it's just it's just different you know what i'm saying like now you have to interact with it through an app like you do social media, whereas you used to be able to go and do it in person. It's the same thing. It's just like people, people-to-people confrontation. You know what I'm saying? Talking. You know what I'm saying? Conversing. You do it now like we're doing it, <laughs> through through a computer. You know what I'm saying? Through social media and stuff like that. Where we used to do things like this in person where you would be sitting next to me and we would have a camera. You know what I'm saying? Because it would be only one one camera, you know? So now it's just like things are changing where it's like now you don't have to go to the store or now you don't have to. You just got to do it on the app. You know what I'm saying? Just go to the app. You know what I'm saying? Look up and and do what you got to do. That's it. You know? It's a fact, man. Yeah. Like you said, I
0: feel like, you know, you, you said you just got to try a little bit. I think that a lot of times nowadays what I'm seeing are that people are really only exhausting one or two options. But whereas now, you know, with the demand and with everything, especially with the cool grades, I bre- I, bre- I didn't even realize it myself, but I read somewhere, I, this is like the third time this year they released them or something like that. So it was just like, you know, you really have to, you got to think everybody might be going to that sneakers app. Everybody might be going to StockX. Everybody might be going to Kicks on Fire or whatever, like whatever the kid, you have to like, you know, pop out different places, sometimes pop out even different cities. Like I remember to secure a couple of my sneakers, I had, to, I had to do a little bit of traveling or, you know, I had to look at, you know, sites or just different places that I hadn't gotten on before just because like the, like you said, it's really just adapting. It's really just changing that much. So with what you do with obviously securing things, I even kind of follow the stories on your personal story and then even the strange soul story. I see that a lot of times people are, you know, you're making partnerships or people are getting pairs from you. You're getting pairs from other people. You're just doing different things. People are sending a handshake emoji so would you say that kind of getting into this space with boutiques with people you know selling their own things or or being their own like consignments and different things like that would you say that there's a lot of you know room to be able to connect to be able to network here do you feel like it's a lot of competition people are kind of just all in it for themselves do you feel like it's just a little bit of both what has really been your experience with and working with other people whether it be you know just private business owners just other boutiques consignment
1: shops and things of that nature in this, you cannot be successful unless you network with other people. So, like, because it's all about your reputation. If you have a reputation for being an asshole and not doing good business, people ain't going to work with you. You know what I'm saying? People aren't. If you have a reputation for always trying to talk people down on prices, people aren't going to work with you. If you have a reputation for always trying to undercut people like, a, hey, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? You see people that's posting pairs for two to something and then you be like, oh, well, mine 185. What's up? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people ain't going to really want to work with you simply because it's all about, you know, what I'm saying the nature of let's work together. Like you got pairs. I have pairs. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though we know, might not be at the same table, we're at the same event. You know what I'm saying? So it's all, it's all the same. You know what I'm saying? Like you got pairs. I have pairs. I got sizes. You don't have, you have sizes. I don't have. So, you know what I'm saying? We might as well work together versus working against each other because that's how we're going to make more money because everybody wants shoes. Everybody likes shoes from babies all the way up to grown people. So, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody needs shoes. So let's just supply the whole, you know what I'm saying? Let's supply the city. Let's supply the state. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, there is no, well, in sneaker reselling, I should say, you know what I'm saying? In boutiques and stuff like that, there is a little competition, but there's not really like major competition. Like, oh, I got to beat you out. I got to sell more than you because at the end of the day, we both going to sell and we both going to make money. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's pretty much it. It ain't really, it ain't really no, not too much competition. It ain't really too much of any like bad blood between anybody in the sneaker industry or none of that. It's just like, we all cool with each other. You got pairs. I got pairs. If you want some pairs, I'll get you some pairs. You know what I'm saying? If I want some pairs, can you get me some pairs? The more people you network with, the easier it is to get pairs because they'll have pairs and then they'll be like, hey, look, I got these early pairs. Do you want them? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like so it's better to just be cool with everybody than it is to try to beat everybody. If you try to beat everybody, you ain't gonna you ain't, you ain't gonna win. I mean, I could imagine gets around quick, man, and they could, you know, cut people off
0: or, you know, just be like, yeah, well, we can't really look out for him, especially in this game that it is now, man, with how, you know, like you said, how easy it is for some, but how just difficult it can be for others or how some people aren't really as resourceful as others. So, yeah, if you got the bad rep or they putting a bad word about you, your yeah, business might not be booming the way you want it to be. So, OK, I like that. All right. So. Thinking about strange souls, man, we talked about it a little earlier. I don't want you to give up too much, but I also do kind of want to still inform the people and educate them. So can you just give us just a little rundown as to, you know, going through the page, even kind of coming to shop with you in person or just anything like that. What can we expect from just merchandise to just shoes? Do you have anything that you're looking forward to? I know we talked about Teasel product a little bit earlier. So I'm kind of very interested in learning about that, just even for myself, because I love to, you know, keep my sneakers up kept and just different things like that. So yeah, what is what is on the Strange Souls like uh inventory list? What do you guys kind of have? What have been some of your latest pickups or even some of the hottest cops that you had this year?
1: We actually had a lot of we had a lot of cool grades, of course. Everybody had a lot of cool grades. We had a lot of late releases. We had a lot of Lightning fours. We had a lot of Bordeaux Sixes. A lot of Bordeaux Ones. A lot of you know what I'm saying. That's what you can expect from us right now. We have we we do sell graphic tees and stuff like that, but we really do that like in person. We do that at events. We do you know what I'm saying? Sell hats and stuff like that. The product that I am going to tease, I'm about to show you. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got the label on this one. So, it's... all right. So, this right here it is our sneaker cleaner that we will be dropping be either it'll be it'll, it'll be sometime at the end of this month it'll be before 2022 but it'll be like right before probably like within two weeks but uh, yeah they'll be uh, available for production and come with the brush you know what i'm saying so it'll be packaged like this have a nice little packaging and then it'll be um you know what i'm saying we'll send it send it out it won't cost much this is a very good sneaker cleaner um this is more concentrated so you have to add water with this uh, this is only 2.7 ounces but this will last you forever like like this will last you just as long as the ones in the mall honestly because it's concentrate you mix it with water you know what I'm saying you don't you don't use this straight up you mix it with water you know what I'm saying so yeah the sneaker cleaner works very good I've, I've used it numerous amount of times I've been working on this since about August you know what I'm saying so you know what I'm saying I got I, I got that going I got that developed the brush is a soft bristle brush it comes with a cap so you can take the cap off. But it's a soft bristle brush. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't it doesn't mess up your uh leather. It doesn't chip your leather and you can use it on your suede. I ain't gonna say too much more, but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely gonna um uh, it'll be packaged up and ready by the end of this month and ready to sell. The price though, matter of fact, I I I'll let y'all know the price. The price will be around seven dollars. It's not gonna be above it's not gonna be above ten. Um and like I said, this is this you add this with water. In the mall, you're paying $20 for this. you paying $15, $18 for this. This is going to cost you no more than $10, and $10 will probably be a little bit bigger than this. It'll probably be a five-ounce bottle up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's how we going. That's how we getting. <laughs> <laughs> he said that's how we rocking. Look, once I heard
0: 7 10 you got me because, yeah, I know, man, just as somebody who I don't visit the mall often, but every time I do, man, you bound to run into one of them kiosks with the cleaners, man. They don't let you little bit. Damn, bro. Sometimes I'll be, I'm not going to lie, like, I'll be lying to him and I'll be like, bro, you clean my sneaks early on. Remember, I could just be getting to the mall. Like, bro, I I'll be trying to avoid them at all costs, but I, I dig what they do. But no, as somebody who, like I said, I had bought the, um I actually have the crep kit from Foot Locker and I had the, I was using Jason Mark for a little bit too. Both too reputable, you know, but you're going to pay that bread, especially for Jason Mark, man. He was taxed. But so I'm interested to see this, bro. Like I said, yeah, let me know. Tap me in. I'm I'm definitely, I know some folks on there who cop the J's and cop all the sneaks and do the same sneaker cleaning too. So yeah, we definitely going to get that. But I love that, bro. I love that. You know, you got in the lab. Like you said, it was something that you were working on since August and here we are in December. So that's just, you know, even a message to the people out there, look. You got to do some trial and error. You got to, you know, take things little by little so that now he debuts it. He, he wasn't in a rush to get it out. Granted, it was probably a process. It was probably some things that weren't working. But once, you know, he figured out what it was and got on to it. Look where we at now. And Now he's able to debut it. Like he said, he's not taxing the people too much for it. And it's going to work. The results are going to speak for themselves. So I'll have a testimonial for y'all. Pretty soon, man. So, you know, before we before I get into, you know, the social media where people can tap in, with you at, where people can even, you know, if moving forward, if they just looking at different releases or different things like that, um, where they can kind of get in contact with you. at. Do you feel like, you know, over the course of this interview or just in general today, there's anything that we haven't touched on? Do you feel like there's a message you want to leave for people, whether they be kind of in this sneaker reselling or boutique space or just an entrepreneur or business owner at all? Or do you feel like, you know, there's anything you just want to touch on that we might not have brought up today?
1: yeah i got one thing for like uh like the sneaker boutique people so like brand experience right so when i say brand experience i'm not talking about how much experience you have with a brand i'm talking about how people can experience a brand with your brand so footlocker for example is a brand experience store you walk in Foot Locker and you can experience the brand of nike they have a Nike display. They have Nike shoes, clothes, hats, and accessories. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Adidas. They're the Adidas, Adidas experience store because they have Adidas clothes, bags, cetera, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So moving forward with store, you know what I'm saying? You want to move towards that brand experience so then you can have those that reputable name with these big companies. You can have that name with Nike. Nike is going to send you product because you're promoting their product in your store so it pays more to have less in your store you know what i'm saying so if you're in your store and you got ten thousand shoes but you only got 500 nikes make sure you consolidate your nikes into a nike section put it in there with and and put a nike ask nike if you can put the nike check over it they'll ask you if you want a contract dot, dot 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 boom there you go you have a nike contract because you are now a nike brand experience store where people can go and experience the brand of nike Uh, that's something I learned behind the scenes at Foot Locker. Two, this is for all entrepreneurs, man. Just take your time and and go through the motions of being behind the scenes to learn what it takes to be up front. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yes, you do want to get your business out there. And yes, you know what I'm saying? You got to act on it fast, but acting on it isn't just promoting it or putting it out. It's doing the background research. It's going to these places and making sure you know exactly what you're doing on your behalf to make sure that your brand is solid and successful. And it's always progressing. You know what I'm saying? You never want to have a brand that, you know what I'm saying, you working and then you just stop because you don't know exactly what else you're going to do or you don't know exactly what else you can do to develop your business. You know what I'm saying? You always want to make sure that you are working, you know, well, not working necessarily, but you always want to make sure that you're thinking about your business and how your business can go well. You know what I'm saying? What can you do to forward your business? What can you do to make it different? What can you do to make it better? You know what I'm saying? Just those things in mind. And don't be afraid to ask for outside opinions, people who don't know you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Send free product out to somebody who doesn't know you and then see and see how they react to your product. You know what I'm saying? It's send send free product out to somebody, you know what I'm saying, without paying them and see how they react to your product. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what I'm saying, as somebody who sells things, a lot of times we think about going to celebrities, you know what I'm saying? But nine times out of ten, they're gonna say something good about it because we probably sent a hundred dollar bill with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you know. It's like let's send it to somebody who doesn't know anything about your product or doesn't know anything about you, and see how they react to it. You know, go to a go go somewhere where you don't know anybody and sell your product. You know, then and see how that works. Then and then you know, test your business out like that. Yeah, just be patient with it. You know, patience, man. I, I
0: swear you have to be. You know, I, something that I pride myself on at ECU. Um, just thinking about my organizational and leadership experience was, I remember when, you know, I got the BSU leadership position. I got leadership within the queues and stuff, bro. I just wanted to do, like, collaborations and events that hadn't been done before. But we all know at ECU that at a certain point, we were doing the same events. We would just throw a different name on it. We would just throw two different words behind it. But essentially, it was the same thing, bro. Like, we ain't got to get into it. No shade. But eventually, you know, bro, I just want to do stuff that was unheard of. Like you said, that's why I'm so big on the giveaways or just sending people stuff or just partnering with just different people because you never know who can, the fact that I got my Philly folks sending stuff to my people in North Carolina or my followers in Florida or my followers in Atlanta or just different things like that is making those connections and bridging those gaps and they're discovering brands that they otherwise may not have even heard of or maybe even shopped with or been a part of. So yeah, you have to be willing to, you know, step outside the box a little bit, send people something and not get anything in return. Just ask people to, you know, leave a rating or review for you and not, you know, but but be honest and and accept that feedback. And at the same time, yes, it's definitely okay to, you know, feel a certain type of way or take it serious because this is your brand. But at the same time, you know, if you want to grow, if you want to flourish, if you want to develop properly, you have to be willing to go through all stages of that and not just really stick to one thing. So bro, I definitely do echo a lot of that sentiment. I thank you for that for sure, for sure. So and wrapping up, just, you know, for the people out there who are very interested, you know, for the for my sneaker heads who may be tapping in, for the people who missed the cool gray 11 release or maybe got taxed a little bit or maybe looking forward to, you know, being able to clean their own sneakers or maybe even shopping with you in the future. Can you just tell us um, the best place to find you and just where we could get in contact with you on social media and stuff?
1: We only have one. We only have one social media um, and that's on Instagram, strange.souls with a Z. Anything else? That's not us. We only have strange dot souls on strange uh, on Instagram. Strange dot souls with a Z. That's it.
0: All right now, he said, "Look, we keeping it short, sweet, it's simple, and to the point, man. Strange souls on Instagram. I'll make sure to include that." in the bio. So thank you, bro. I appreciate you, you know, one not only coming on here to take the time with me and sit down with me, especially after you know a busy weekend, a crazy release, but thank you for the education. Thank you for the transparency. Thank you for you know giving different sides to this to the aspect of this business and business ownership and brand. You even taught me something with the whole brand experience and that's very interesting, but it can be definitely very beneficial, I can see if you know if you if you take advantage of it and do the way you're supposed to do. So I thank you for that and I encourage you know anybody who may be in that space I know a lot. Nine times out of 10, somebody tapping into this episode. I know you cop something this year on sneakers. I know you've missed something this year on sneakers. So tapping with my boy, man, he definitely get right with you. He will take care of you for sure. And I'm definitely very interested to see the sneaker cleaner, the products, just the, the brick and mortar whenever it comes, bro. I'm, I'm excited for it all. So thank you to everybody for out there tuning in. Thank you, Joe, You know for everything that you did today to help move along the vision. And this has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Mark Turner.